Welcome back to the Sunny Mary Meadow podcast. I am your host, Liz Fiddler. And today we're going to talk about something a little bit different than flowers. I'm very excited to see where this podcast goes. As I said, you know, I know people are thinking that I'm crazy for having a podcast about flowers and grief, but ultimately, I I really think that they are so connected and I think that there is a ton of of overlap in my audience and I'm just kind of excited to see how it's how it's going to pan out. I'm not going to say for sure what the plan is going to be because it's always going to be changing, I think, but right now an episode comes out every Wednesday on flower farming topics. And when I say farming, it can apply to the hobby gardener, it can apply to someone that just wants to get their hands dirty but maybe lives in town or just it finds it interesting or finds it fun. So you don't necessarily have to be a farmer. Don't worry about that. And you don't have to sell flowers. You don't ha- you don't even have to grow flowers. You just appreciate flowers and dream, you know. But ultimately, I do think I have a story to tell and a story to share. And I have reasons for wanting to tell and share that story. And flower farming is part of it. So Wednesdays is when the flower farming episodes are coming out. And then we're going to try this for a while. I'm not going to say every Sunday, but we're going to sprinkle in some extra episodes on Sundays that'll be bloom and grow episodes that will be more tailored just toward working on grief, working on and and maybe you're grieving or maybe you know someone that's grieving or maybe you're just trying to be a more empathetic human or maybe you're just trying to understand more. Maybe one of your friends is grieving and you don't know how to talk to them. And so that is the goal. Just frontline confessions of grief and just trying to promote an understanding. I don't want to make anyone feel bad or feel like, oh my gosh, I said the wrong thing. You know, I'm going to be honest and if this ever makes it big, she'll probably hear about it. So I'm not going to say her name. But there is a very famous widow in Minnesota or from Minnesota originally with a podcast, with a book. I'm not going to say what it's called because I don't want her to get mad at me. And this isn't this wasn't her intent, but I listened to it and I got so mad because she kind of told me that I have the right to be mad and that's good. But I got mad at people that I should have never been mad at. She used topics like grief vulture and you know people that didn't even know her husband well or my husband well you know and how dare they post about it on Facebook and try to get attention and I was like yeah you're right I'm so mad at that person how dare they and it's like dude it doesn't matter why am I spending my energy being mad at someone that I like I would have never been mad if it wasn't for that so my goal is and I am writing a book about all of this And so I guess the goal for the book, the goal for the podcast, the goal for everything is to help people understand what it's like to be the grieving person, but also, and equally as important, to make sure that when you're the one grieving, you can't get mad when people don't know what to say to you. Because you should be actually really glad that they don't know what to say, because that means they've never suffered the way we have. So it's it's equally important. It's it's on both of us, both sides. You know, you, you got to do a better job of understanding. You got to be more sympathetic. You got to try to be aware of what you're saying. And maybe you didn't intend to hurt them, but it was hurtful. So be open to doing better. But also on the flip side, 
Remember, they didn't intend to hurt you. Maybe they still hurt you. They should apologize, but you're not going to have any friends left if you get mad at everyone who doesn't know what to say. So that's ultimately the whole point of the Bloom and Grow podcast. I actually have two Instagram accounts. My flower farm is at Sunny Mary Meadow, and my Bloom and Grow stuff is at bloomandgrow.llc because Bloom and Grow was taken. So it's at bloomandgrow.llc. And that's where I talk a lot about just grief-related things. Uh, So I discussed this in a previous episode, but my late husband and I had started this little hobby farm during COVID. There's a whole episode about the whole thing, but it really has grown into more of a passion project and just carrying on his legacy. The farm started, it was named in memory of his mom who had passed away, even though it was 10 years later. It was kind of his way of having a tribute toward her and raising our kids on this farm. So it was named in memory of her. And now I say that it thrives in honor of him. So I'm in the middle of a full on career change. I promise I'm not having a mental breakdown. I promise I didn't just leave medicine spontaneously. And I'm still working as a nurse practitioner one day a week and really focusing on the flowers and all of this. But I just, I don't know, I feel like I got to give it two years. And I said, just let me, let me see where this can go. Um, I've got some awesome employees. I've got a huge support system. And yeah, so I guess to bring you back just the short timeline of facts, and I'm going to try to keep this at two minutes because it's it's a lot of details. So my late husband and I, December 3rd, I gave myself an injection of HCG hormone, which is a trigger shot to release my eggs because we were going through fertility treatment. So that was December 3rd. I was told that I couldn't take a pregnancy test for two weeks. Uh, They call it the two-week wait because if you take it too early scientifically, it'll be a false positive and blah, 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 blah. So we were going through fertility treatments. That was December 3rd. I did the shot. And then December 7th, four days later, our one daughter, she turned three. It was her third birthday. It was great. And then December 9th, my husband died of a heart attack at home over his lunch break running on the treadmill. So that was on a Wednesday. So I did the trigger shot on a Thursday. The following Monday was her birthday. Following Wednesday, he died. The following Monday was the funeral. And all of my medical friends agreed that scientifically I could do a blood test and it'd probably be accurate that day. And I said, hell no, I cannot bury my husband and find out if I'm pregnant the same day. So I waited until the next morning and went in as soon as the clinic opened and we did a blood test and it came back very, very, very faintly positive, but it was a quantitative test. So there's a number. So yeah, I found out I was pregnant, but I was like three and a half weeks pregnant. I mean, it was very early. So then we just kept doing repeat tests, making sure the number went up. It was standard of care to do ultrasounds super early anyway, to make sure that it wasn't, um, in a fallopian tube or something like that, because that can happen with fertility treatments like I did. And so I had a lot of early ultrasounds and I had a lot of blood tests. And finally, you know, and I was just having friends order them for me and luckily insurance paid for them, but I really didn't give a crap if insurance didn't pay for them. I was like, I'm going in every two days and getting my blood tested. I mean, I did it back home in, you know, three hours away when I was at my parents' house. Like we just kept checking it. And finally my OB looked at me and once I hit like 12 weeks and she's like, okay, that's enough. You've had either an ultrasound or a blood test multiple times a week. Like it's enough. Like you're a nurse practitioner, you know, like you're special, but you're not high risk. You're not nothing. Like that's enough. And it's what I needed to hear. And that's why 
I had her as my OB. But yeah, so that was that was all December of 2020. Fast forward now to when I'm recording this and it is February of 2023. So it's been about 26 months since he passed away. I am now newly engaged. I'm getting married this fall already. He's he was a friend of my husband's. We started dating, you know, last year and just he's been absolutely wonderful and I think now people put me in the category of okay, she's okay now. And while yes, that is true, this is always going to be something that I have to deal with. And I, I wish I wish I could just be happy or enjoy a moment and not know what bittersweet means, but it's it's always there. It's my kids' birthdays or first days of school or holidays. And it's like, you know, or our anniversary, you know, whatever. It's like, okay, it's always that reminder of not only what I lost, but what he's missing out on. And that sucks, but it is what it is. And we just have to try to keep on living and enjoy the life we have and provide the best life for my daughters. Yeah. And, oh, and then I did have another girl, obviously. The baby was a girl. Her name's Davy. Um, so Vidalia and Davy. Uh, my late husband was named Josh and my fiance is now Brent. So you got the whole, you got the whole download of it all. So like I said, I ended up starting a second Instagram account because I think people were maybe, honestly, I... I think people, it, it still gets the same amount of engagement as my other one, even though there's a lot less followers. And I think people are generally interested, but ultimately it was, I was missing out on sales of flowers because I would post about things, you know, just educating or grief or, you know, and then it, it, it just got to be too much. And people were like, oh, shoot, I didn't know you were having a, having an event at the farm for flowers. I'm like, oh yeah, that's because I posted 17 things that day. And what do you mean you didn't see it? So that, that was kind of why I started the second Instagram account. And then also my newsletter really increased in subscribers. I've got like a 70% open rate on 1,800 people. So I'm pretty proud of that. Like 1,200 people read my newsletter every every couple weeks. So that's pretty cool. Um, but just trying to figure out like funnel the traffic. And again, I don't know. Maybe you guys will be like, this episode is stupid. We don't want to hear about this stuff. Just tell us about the flowers. Or maybe people are like, we don't care about the flowers. We want to care about this. But what I would love to see happen is if there's enough engagement and enough desire to do it and it keeps still being enjoyable to me, I would love to have Sunday nights be a Bloom and Grow episode and Wednesdays be about flower farming. I mean, for sure, Wednesdays flower farming and then we'll throw, we'll sprinkle these in on Sundays and see how they do. So yeah, I just... I want to give you insights of what's going on, why something is upsetting to me. Um, just inform. I get dozens of messages of people saying thank you because I think it helps people relate and be more compassionate. You know, people have said, hey, my friend was going through something and now I understand and now I get it. Now I understand why she's so upset 20 years later on the anniversary of her husband's death. She's not thinking about her husband. She didn't forget he died. This isn't a reminder. Like, trust me, she doesn't need a reminder. It's like that day was traumatic and terrible. And that's what she's thinking about. And it's, you know, and just explaining that to people. And they're like, oh, okay. Okay. Now that makes more sense. Um, again, I'm not an expert. I don't think anybody is. I cannot speak on someone else's grief. I cannot say how someone else is feeling. I think people are often genuinely surprised when I say, I can't imagine. I can't imagine what that would be like. Just last week, one of my really, really good friends, um, we haven't been friends a long time because I met her through my fiance, so I didn't know she existed, but I feel like we've been friends a lot longer than we really have been. But one of her best friends died last week 
while pregnant. She was 34 weeks pregnant. She ended up with some sort of infection. She died. She had a heart attack. They tried to save the baby by C-section. It was too late. The baby was dead. I shouldn't say she died of a heart attack yet. So she was still alive, had a heart attack, cardiac arrest. They did a C-section. Baby at 34 weeks died. She was brain dead from going without oxygen too long. They were able to get it back, but it was too late. So they ended up donating all of her organs, like absolutely terrible and traumatizing and going and literally took five days. It was, it was five days from when she, when her heart stopped and she was brain dead to when she actually died because they, she ended up donating, they ended up donating her organs. And so her husband lost his baby and his wife. Oh, and his mom had died three weeks earlier. And I just looked, I just told Callie, I'm like, I, I, I can't imagine. And I think she was a little surprised when she's like, what do you mean you can't imagine? Like you've lost your spouse. I'm like, but I haven't lost that. And I, and I haven't, you know, when Josh was gone, he was just gone and it's, it's so different. And I'm not saying mine is better or mine is worse or hers is better or, or his is better. Or his is worse. But like, I, I can't, I can't speak for how he's feeling. Like I know the loss sucks, but I don't, he's got so many, there are so many secondary losses anytime someone passes away. And so I, I, I can't speak for how someone else feels, but I can tell you how I feel and I can tell you why I feel that way. And hopefully that can help you just understand the process and the complexity more often. And then, like I said, be more compassionate. So I'm just going to give you a little rundown of episodes that I have in mind. Like I said, we'll probably, I don't know what's going to happen. It, it depends what you guys want to hear. I'm waiting for feedback. So podcast at sunnymarymeadow.com where you can send, you know, just comments, suggestions, whatever, leave reviews. We'll just see if more people listen to the flower ones. Awesome. If more people listen to these, awesome. I, I don't know what it's going to turn into. I would love to continue to talk about both, but we'll just see. But topics I have in mind are just literally how to stay positive. You will always find something to be mad about if that's what you're looking for. And you will always find something to be happy about if that's what you're looking for. So that's an episode idea I have in mind. How to support a grieving person. Are you actually doing something to make them feel better or are you just trying to make yourself feel better so you can check that box? How's today? That is just something that you can really use. Ask a grieving person instead of, how are you? Just say, how's today? And I will go into that whole story in a whole episode, but I, I really, that's that's the big premise for my book and just literally dealing with how people are grieving. How's today? focusing on intent, anticipatory grief, when you know something's coming up and it's going to upset you and, you know, whether it's a going to a wedding, going to a, you know, something after you lost your spouse, just talking about that anticipatory grief and the secondary losses, you know, like I just talked about that husband of my friend's friend that now suddenly he lost his wife and his child and his ability to have more children because his wife is dead. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot. It's not just her. Building your support circle. Find someone to run things by, but also someone to keep you in check. I think it's important to have people that you can vent to, but just as equally important or probably way more important to have people that are going to say, okay, that's enough. That's enough. You need to get out of this rut. You, you can be mad for a while, but you're sounding ridiculous. Within reason, right? I mean... That, 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 that's a tricky one. That's this whole episode. Scheduling a time for grieving. Comments that people have said, I'm so happy for you. Wow, you're lucky. You know, you and Brent are getting married. And again, just what bittersweet means and things that bring comfort to some people actually are really hurtful to others when it comes to grieving and just, you know, not, not putting everything in that same box, if that makes sense. Yeah. So those are all just different topics that I have in mind. And again, any feedback, podcast at sunnymarymeadow.com would be 
appreciated and we'll just see where this goes. I think I'm really excited to dig deep into some of these topics. And like I said, for now, we're just going to release them extras on Sunday nights or Sundays. I don't know. We got to figure out the whole scheduling thing. That's why I got Abby to help me with the podcast. But yeah, so I think I'm excited. We'll see what ends up happening. So thank you for listening to another episode of the Sunny Mary Meadow podcast. Bloom and grow. Thanks for listening to the Sunny Mary Meadow podcast. I'm your host, Liz. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us. You can find us on Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook at Sunny Mary Meadow. Subscribe to our email newsletter at sunnymarymeadow.com. And if you have questions or comments or anything to say, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at sunnymarymeadow.com.